Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to call the mayor's briefing for February 7, 2022 to order. Um, also in present is our school liaison, Sandra Perret. Also speaking, uh, being on Zoom tonight, we have Concert Tillotson, Concert Joe McAuliffe, and I believe Concert Lopez is trying to get on. She does not have the links, but she just texted me, she'll be on. So I get, and Concert Tillotson, correct. Seeing that, I'll turn over to Mayor View for his mayor's orders. Thank you, President Laflamme, members of the City Council, those who are joining us in present and those who are in presence and those who are joining us remotely have quite a few mayor's orders, so I'm going to get right down to it. Mayor's Order 1, for your consideration, uh, is an appropriation of $200,000 to the following named account, DPW Highway Special Account for Signal Maintenance from the available funds in the stabilization account. I know that the superintendent of DPW is here, and I've already uh, briefed you on the safety improvement project. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is enhance the safety at pedestrian crossings throughout the city of Chicopee. We've asked constituents, we've asked city councilors, school mm -hmm. committee members, and our engineering department to take a look at particular locations uh, that are of concern, those of high volume pedestrian crossing access, and we're looking to do some upgrades and updates. Um, there are a lot of distracted drivers out of there. There's a lot of options, and it's a lot of work to be blunt and honest with the city council. This helps us to buy some equipment, and I do wanna to share too that uh, in light of what's happening, I received a phone call from MassDOT. Their traffic engineer, Bao Lang, called and told me that the DHD who represents District 2, Patty Leavenworth, the former chief engineer for the state, has said that uh, her services through MassDOT are available to assist us. So I'm excited for that opportunity to help in uh, trying to get to the bottom of what we can do to enhance, I'll say, pedestrian safety uh, in lieu of what's happened here in the city of Chicopee. Liz, anything you'd like to add? Our superintendent is here. <clears throat> Just that this, uh, this appropriation is for equipment, um, signs, the rapid, the RRFBs, um, so that things that we can install in, sorry, I was like running up the stairs, That's I'm okay. a little out of breath. <laughs> um, there will be a, another project that's in the works that would be something that we actually contracted out um, where we can actually improve crosswalks, um, particularly, well, initially right now we're looking at Chickabee Street because where they had those unfortunate accidents, um, the road with, uh, the pavement width is very um, wide, so it's do something like a, a median in the middle as a safe space that if a person is crossing, they have a place that's protected. Uh, the pavement is wide enough for that. So that's, we're looking at that. We're looking at um, uh, handicap ramps and things of that nature. So that'll be a separate project. So this is for things that we can do in-house um, that we'll install to help but there will be more to come. Thank you, any questions? Mr. Ballack here. Yeah, thank you, Mary. Thanks, Liz. Uh, great idea. Uh, just a question with supply chain issues in terms of trying to get some of this equipment. Uh, can you shed any light on that as to availability of it, please? So, um, as with everything out there, there's but a long lead time. Right out front, George. 
we're waiting for our rapid flasher beacons out Correct. front here in front of City and, Hall. And they've been ordered, and we've gotten parts of it. Um, so with this larger appropriation, because right now is not the time that we'd be installing this anyways. Correct. So we're going to place this larger order in hopes that, let's say, 12 to 16 weeks from now, we'll have these in, and we could start installing them. But yes, there is a bit of a lead time on these. Right. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, and if I may, this is again for the equipment, but we're also looking at, like the superintendent said, street diets and moving even some of the approaches so they're more visible to, to the vehicles that are crossed. When the person decides to cross, they'll actually be more in the line of sight. So sh shortening the distance to cross and also dieting at the crosswalk are being considered. And again, speed tables, like the ones on Front Street, are not out of the question. Um, a lot of people seem to think they're being, they're very effective. Um, I believe the city engineer agrees with that and, mm -hmm. and um, our superintendent does as well. So Absolutely. as a PE, uh, those uh, we're piloting that program and, mm -hmm. and I have a feeling we'll be seeing more of those going up as well. But for those who have reached out to my office and, and are asking for us to do some changes to particular crosswalks, I ask them to be patient. They have to be engineered. Mm -hmm. I can't just order DPW to go install a, a crosswalk. It, it takes engineering and it takes a little bit of time and also weather pending. We're not going to be able to do construction work right now, but we will be doing hopefully some this spring is our goal if some of this equipment comes in. And uh, again, collaborating with the state I think is really beneficial to us as, as a city. All right, thank so you, Mary Beth, did you have a question? Thank you, Superintendent, hard work. And staying on top of what the uh, issues are. Oh, your microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, thank you, Superintendent, for your hard work and staying on top of the issues that the city has to address. Um, my residents have always um, said kind things about the Department of Public Works. So you're doing a great job, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate your um, attention to address problems that existed and your immediate response to. Um, to address them. So that makes it uh, a safe city. But I just have one question about handicapped um, curbs going from street to the sidewalks. Is there a problem with that citywide? I, I'm not sure how big of a problem it is. There's a lot of crosswalks out there that are painted that aren't fully uh, compliant. So, for instance, I can't think of the name of the liquor store, Genro's, <laughs> on Chicopee Street where that person was hit. There is a crosswalk there, but it is not a compliant crosswalk. It's just been striped. So those are the situations that we're dealing with. So there are several out there. I can't tell you how many, but as we, as we find them, we do road projects, they always get upgraded. Okay, good. All right, thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just sure, quick, Mr. Labrie. Thank you, uh, and thank you for your work also. Uh, just a quick thing on uh, the speed bumps that we have on Front Street. Uh, you know, I can't see them everywhere around the city. If we do uh, response time uh, and a fire chief and a police chief could, uh, you know, talk about that at some point. And you know, the trailer trucks from um, 391 to uh, uh, the turnpike, 
So those are things that we're going to have to discuss and, uh, you know, get everybody's input before we start saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get, you know, so many on your street and wh whatever. So, Well, to, to speak to that, when we're evaluating whether or not it's appropriate to use a speed table as something to help with um, the speeding issues on, on a street, those are all of the things that are factored in. You wouldn't see, it's not typical to see those on a main road. Front Street was a good um, scenario, considering all of the sensitive users are, that are here, that there's a lot of pedestrian movement. It generally should be pretty slow. Right. And so with the schools and everything, putting those in really didn't negatively impact other factors. So, you know, and when we did that process, we did uh, coordinate with police and fire they spoke to other communities because we didn't have them yet in the city to just get their take on what it's been like with them in place. So we did do our due diligence when we were evaluating. And just the difference between when we were talking about speed tables and speed bumps, and I, I thought speed tables were going in there, which were a gradual, then a flat, then a gradual. Those, those are speed tables. tables. Those are speed tables? There, the sign says speed hump. Not bump, it's a hump. Yeah. Um, and that's what the signage says. Yeah. But it is, it okay. is a, it's over a 20 foot section. It we gradually we it increases. Here yeah. you and I measured it. It, yeah, measured it gradually, it goes from, uh, you know, the, the pavement surface up three inches, plateaus for 10 feet and comes down again. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. President LaFlam. Yeah, I just want to ask that you keep us informed. This is going to be a long process, so whatever you you tell the mayor, work with the mayor on, if you can let the city council know so we can know what's going on because as you're going to see in our packet today, uh, Contra Lopez is going to put some in herself for issues in her ward. So um, I, I, we're going to have to funnel it all through you with this whole program uh, to get it done. But the point being is she may ahead of time be able to talk to residents saying some of these I brought forward, we're working on them. So we're communicating. So i just like that for the whole city council to Absolutely. be able to. Absolutely. And the, the mayor and I, when we spoke, the intention was to collaborate with you guys because you guys do represent the people within your ward, your constituents. And so that you may know firsthand some of the issues that are going on that we don't aren't aware of. You know, we do count on you guys. Mm -hmm. I rely on you guys to bring that to our attention. And then we'll evaluate and see what we could come up for, with a solution. And when we have a larger project, a larger safety project, we will be coming for an appropriation to fund that project. Yeah, I'm just looking for communications throughout the months of what's going on. That's it. Uh, and Thank you. And just for the record, I've been very clear, please, uh, if you have locations, the viewing audience, anyone here in, in the public audience here tonight, any of the city councilors, those locations, we want to have them looked at by the professional engineers. And we're going to determine whether or not uh, upgrades are necessary and what we can do to enhance safety at pedestrian crossings throughout the city. I will say that I, I get a little nervous about the rapid beaker flashers, uh, RRB... Uh, RRFBs. FBs, flashing beacons. And the reason why is uh, I just don't want people to get this false sense that it's safe to cross because the light's flashing. If someone's speeding through that intersection, 
that light isn't going to stop the car. So you still have to be cognizant of the fact that a car could still be coming and uh, make sure they're slowing down and coming to a stop before you proceed because uh, I don't want people to get false hope from a flashing light. You know, the light, you hit the button, the light flashes very bright. It gets the attention of the driver, but please, uh, we want people to be safe. So be careful. We've got a lot to go. Sure, Vice President Zigorowski. Just one question, Liz, and I ask you this every year. When are all the lines going to be painted throughout the city and crosswalks and so forth, the ones that are already there? Well, we'll start back up in the spring once the weather allows us to to finish. We had a delay with the contract last summer, so we had to focus on, on prioritizing where we sent um, the line stripers. The fall was a little wet, and then although the winter's been nice, it's still, you can't, it's too cold. Oh. And with any moisture in the forecast, you can't put down any paint. So in the springtime, sometimes should be yeah. started? Mm -hmm. uh, the goal is to repaint the lines annually. Uh, we didn't get to finish them last year. I have asked the superintendent to make sure we start earlier okay. with our contract. We don't paint them ourselves. We contract most of that out, correct, Liz? Yes. yes. And we want to get started right away. Um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do it. We have the funds for it. It's in our budget to paint them annually, and I want them addressed. So we're going to start earlier. Last year, weather didn't, didn't really cooperate because no, it, uh, it was a wet season. One, one other thing, keep in mind what I've talked to you about numerous times about the dangerous intersections, the proper cross marks, you know what I'm talking about. And as promised, we have been, every time we uh, repave a road, we do install the continental um, okay. line striping for and those crosswalks, they are more visible. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Mayor. They last longer. President LaFleur. Yeah, I just want to encourage the uh, city council members here to um, not just tell her, send her an email, or because or, she's, a lot of times we tell her here, them here in the hallways and that, and they may forget it. So let's let's get a, a paper trail to it so that we have something too. I think it's important because we all do that. I do it myself. We And, you know, there's a lot of things happening with this whole program. So I encourage all the city council to send her an email and uh, and then go from there from that point. Thank you. Mary Beth, second time. I just want to <clears throat> just say that from my perspective, every time I send an email to DPW, they're on it right away, like in a second. Uh, last week I had a meeting with the superintendent and the assistant, and uh, we went over different areas, and um, their response was terrific. I wanted an autistic child sign, and I went by today. It was there. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your consideration for Mayor's Order 1. Mayor's Order 2, it's the appropriation of $150,000 to the following name DPW Parks Expense Account for water from the following name DPW Parks Salary Accounts. Mm. And I'll go through the whole list if you'd like, but there's a, a, a just a bunch of accounts that actually have money in them that we're taking from, so we're not taking it from stabilization to pay for the shortage and in, in the increase in our water bill. Anything you'd like to add, Ben? Last Our superintendent was, of Park and Rec is here. Last summer was a hot, dry summer. Um, we saw increased usage across the board at all of our splash parks, um, our pools, uh, increased irrigation in areas for sites we're renovating and a large construction project at Lincoln Grove. Um, we also have installed two new splash pads in the last two years, so we had increased usages there. Um, so this is just to address that shortfall in our budget. Um, 
we had extra money in salary accounts, and a lot of these uh, positions have been filled since then. And um, the ones that haven't are actually posted and we're interviewing for right now. Jim, could you mute your mic, please? Thank you. Any questions or comments about Mayor's Order 2? And thank you, Superintendent, for being here. Thank you for your consideration. Mayor's Order 3. It's the appropriation of $158,000 to the following named account, capital project special account for remediation, demolition of Uniroyal buildings from the available sons available funds in the stabilization account. As you can see, I know that our city planner, Lee Pouillat, is here from the background information. Uh, we're talking about, um, uh, let's see. Lee, take the lead on this one. Um, Thank you, Mayor. Uh, this first order uh, regarding Unroyal uh, and our, our contract for uh, environmental services with Beta, uh, if you'll see from my letter, uh, the project that we bid uh, back in January of, of 21 uh, to, to deal with buildings 27, 42, and 15. Um, the contractor we initially hired uh, demobilized from the site prior to finishing all of the abatement activities. Uh, we tried using our contract and the law department to get them to return uh, to complete the work. Uh, there was uh, documented uh, asbestos uh, exposed uh, to the atmosphere that we needed to deal with in a very short time frame. Uh, we were unsuccessful at using um, the contract and legal means to get them back. That resulted in us having to uh, bid, rebid the portion of the work that was not complete uh, we were lucky enough to work uh, with the purchasing department uh, and get some relief for some emergency response actions uh, from the public procurement regulation so we could stabilize and protect the neighborhood from this material. But ultimately, it resulted in a second contract with a different uh, abatement contractor and additional co contract and project oversight costs, which Beta, uh, uh, as our licensed site professional for the property, uh, incurred. Uh, so this first order is to cover those additional contract and project oversight costs. Uh, and you'll also know, um, and I don't think he's joined us, but Attorney Albano is working with me on this issue. Um, the law department is uh, working on legal action, and all of these funds that are being requested tonight would be part of our efforts to cost recover um, through the legal process from the contractor that demobilized. For clarity, that's mayor's orders three and four. This is just Mayor's Correct. Order 3. No, just Mayor's Order Mayor's 3. Mayor's Order 4 is about weatherization. Okay. Sure. Um, th Councilor Lopez. Thank you. This is probably not a question you can answer, but Mr. Mayor, could you run us through some of the measures that we actually did to try to enforce this contract and why it didn't work and who wrote this contract to begin with? So we have a, a, a last mile agreement with Michelin who's the parent company that oversees Uniroyal. That's been, that's three years old. That is, but that has nothing to do with this. So this was our work um, for buildings 27, 42, and 15. Oh, our responsibility yes. so, that we didn't, exactly. So we had a, is, uh, really the I can answer the question. <laughs> um, we have very large technical specifications and then a very robust um, abatement contractor contract that we've used on all of our projects. Um, it's been reviewed multiple times through our legal department. There are very specific um, milestones that have to be met to reach certain things like substantial completion and then final completion. Um, the first contractor, without getting into too many details that would challenge our legal options, 
um, stated that they reached substantial completion, uh, and they did not, based on a review of the project site against what was required in the contract to meet um, um, substantial completion. So per the contract, we ordered them back to the site. Um, they did not respond. So to answer my question, the contract is written in-house, and it's reviewed in-house by our law department. Correct. And we think at this point that they did not complete substantially the Correct. project. And that is something that we will discuss because we are proceeding with legal action, correct? Correct. Thank you. Yes, to recoup our funds. Thank you. Any other questions about Mayor's Order 3? Thank you for your consideration. I will say that uh, the good news is the RFP is getting closer and closer to going out for Uniroyal. I know that uh, our city planners drafting and working with our law department as we speak on coming up with uh, hopefully a, an RFP that we're all gonna be very proud of. So I'm excited for that release coming hopefully within a month. And that's a, a huge milestone for the city of Chicopee. Mm -hmm. So thank you again for your consideration for Mayor's Order 3. Mayor's Order 4 is the appropriation of $70,000 to the following named account. Capital Project Special Account for Remediation Demolition of Uniroyal Buildings from the Funds in the Stabilization Fund. That's $70,000. And if you see from the background inf information, this is to weatherize the two buildings uh, that are behind the office building that we can see. The roofs have been done by Michelin, and this will take care of the shell. Again, design of the shell. Design. This is the design work. Correct. So um, this is where the mayor was referring to our cooperation agreement with Michelin. So part of our agreement to work collaboratively with Michelin um, revolving around some of their required response actions at this property, uh, Michelin agreed to expend up to $500,000 uh, on weatherization work for buildings 27 and 42 when we decided that they had redevelopment potential. Um, they are nearly completed uh, with their project, which primarily uh, was able to address uh, temporary work to improve the roofing systems and the roof drains so we didn't have water pooling on these roofs. Uh, similar to what the city did with the administration building, part of our broader scope was to also board up all the window openings to keep creatures and rain from getting in along with snow and, and, and everything else. So uh, what we're hoping to be able to do is have our consultant put, put together a package of the remainder of the scope that Michelin was not able to address with their budget. Um, and I'd like to get that out um, to see what contractors um, would bid on it so we can have an idea of the cost to do the additional weatherization, um, at which point um, I would review with the mayor uh, and likely uh, it would be his decision whether or not to bring another appropriations request to you. The $70,000 uh, tonight would cover design engineering um, and then if we were to move forward the administration of that project uh, with our consultant. Sure, Councillor Ballack here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks, Lee. Um, if, if this goes forth, Lee, as planned, do we have a projected date of completion with, with the weatherization? I would look to get the weatherization done as soon as possible. So the weather has been cooperative. Mm -hmm. um, if we end up with some blizzards, it's going to make it more difficult. Uh, but right now, weather conditions would allow this work to move forward. We would have to bid it through traditional procurement processes. So we're probably looking at a month and a half before we would have a contractor able to mobilize if this were a, a done tonight. Okay. All right. Thank you. Any other questions about the Uniroyal project? 
Thank you for your consideration for Mayor's, Mayor's Order 4. Thank you, City Planner. Mayor's Order 5, order that the sum of $37,883 be hereby appropriated from the following named human resources accounts, benefits manager $14,846, overtime $7,500, advertising $8,537, medical exams $7,000 for the total of $37,883, said amount is to be taken from the funds in the stabilization account. I know that our chief uh, Human Resource Officer is here with his assistant, Assistant HR Sam and, and Paul are here. And uh, as you can see, uh, we need a succession plan for our benefits function. And we're also looking for some funds for HR operation. I'm gonna let the HR Director give you his vision and explain on where we're heading as an HR department here in the city of Chicopee. Mr. Thank Winspear, you, Mayor. you have the floor. Thank you, Mayor. Um, this first request requests uh, four different items for four different reasons, um, and I'm going to break this down by, by number just to provide clarity, if that's okay for everyone. Um, our benefits manager is nearing career retirement, and open enrollment is coming in the very near future, and I need to account for the efficient transition of the benefits function. Um, these are due to circumstances that are confidential to the employee, of course, but uh, for this transition to take place, uh, there's going to need to be some overlap. So open enrollment is coming in April. Uh, it accounts for the entirety of our 2,800 employees, 25 of whom are eligible for benefits between city and school, for which my department does handle. Um, and that is currently being handled by one individual now. Um, and there will need to be some overlap there. So this amount requested accounts for this transition, um, which we hope will provide with efficiency to the process, as well as a, a appropriate approach of having this person hands-on with all of the different changes that happen during this time because there is no other time where we see the most benefits changes happen in one cluster than open enrollment. Item two is overtime. Now, in 2021, when I was appointed to director and as the chief HR officer, I submitted uh, a gap analysis um, as well as a modernization plan. A part of that was to professionalize the human resource department. That does take time. My staff has worked overtime as well as our collaboration with the MIS department um, for technology support. Um, as noted in, in Chapter 22 of the city's code, our responsibility is to manage the human resource information system. And as it's our plan to modernize our department and professionalize our services, it is our project to do that at this time. Um, that's going to require time where both my team and the MIS team will work overtime to ensure a transition. We have secured pace days from Tyler Technologies, which is the company that oversees our ERP system, our enterprise resource planning system, and uh, the IT team uh, will be working with us to ensure a smooth transition. Um, in addition to that, this time will be spent to account for uh, improvement of inefficiencies that we identify as we identify them. Um, the last two items uh, just has to do with our efforts as it relates to staffing. Medical exams. So we use a variety of different occupational health vendors to process set exams, and we've increased our staffing efforts more than we've anticipated this year. Um, we are almost all the way with filling the police department, which we are very proud of. But that requires us to go through a series of evaluations as the pre-employment process dictates. 
um, with the vendors increasing their rates at the beginning of this year and our anticipation of the number of hires we plan on making between now and the rest of the fiscal year, we need to account for the gap that has materialized in this change um, between police and fire, as well as DOT processing that happens monthly and other pre-employment uh, processes that take place on the medical side outside of that, it accounts for the amount that we are requesting. Um, but what I will say is, from the anticipated hires that we have and those going through the process, if we are successful, we will probably be the closest we have been to quite some time in completing the roster for the police department, which the HR department is very proud of. Medical, so that speaks to medical exams. I think I dropped one, so I'll go backwards to advertising. We have done some significant efforts as it relates to our recruitment in the city of Chicopee. Some of you may identify that certain events have happened, such as the job fair, which was actually successful. If I can actually speak to that, I believe the community constituents liaison in your office came from that job fair. Yes, you did. All right. Um, that said, between the cost of internet advertising, the expansion of the different resources that we now use for advertising, and the anticipated amount that we will need to use said advertising to fill positions in the, system, the city, it respectively accounts for the amount that's being requested today. I welcome any questions you may have. President Lafayette. Yeah, um, thank you. On the um, overtime, you, can you just repeat what you said there? It's something about an outside vendor we're using and you're taking it over, is that what you said? No, that's not what I said okay. at all. Repeat what you said about the overtime, why you need the overtime. Because the HR department will be working with the IT department yeah. to implement our utilization of the HRIS system that we've had and had for quite some time. Okay, the system's with them, okay. We've been paying for it for quite some time. It's now time that we start to actually use it so that we can further our objective to professionalize this unit. Thank you. Any other questions? Mary Beth. Um, in regards to your um, position, do you also cover the school department? The mic's off. Well? I'm, I'm sorry, I can't in hear you. In regards to your position, do you also cover the school department? For benefits yes. and risk management, we do. Okay. Do they have their own, they did at one time, their own HR, HR director? They do have an HR director dedicated to that department. So that person is what we would call an HR uh, dedicated or divisional HR director, okay, dedicated so to schools. That deals with labor relations as it applies to schools, MGL 70 and 71, and uh, talent acquisition for their employees. Okay, but then you cover other things for the school department. That is so correct. that HR person really concentrates on mostly labor and contracts? Uh, I, I wouldn't say they concentrate on just that, but we, again, we deal Hiring with benefits and management. Okay, so the HR director at the schools then does the hiring as far as teachers and parents? Yes, okay, that is so correct. You're not involved in that? No. Okay, all right, thanks. I just wanted to make sure that we got clear on, there's two HR people. Yes, so okay. what, what you identify here is because of the structure of our business, we are called, it's kind of a hybrid between a functional and divisional structure. So schools operates as a divisional structure. They have a division that's kind of operate as their own business for lack of other ways of putting it. And essentially because of that, what we call here central HR, but the city's HR department deals with all of risk management for the entirety of the city. This is unemployment, this is workers' comp, this is safety, this is benefits administration. But as a dedicated HR resource within the school department, the school's HR director and her team deals with employee and labor relations and talent acquisition as it applies to their department. Now, how are you doing with recruiting in regards to the city? 
the city employees um, with different departments? Well, I think you, that you, you highlighted the police department, which is good, but how about other departments as well? How are we doing there? Because there appears to be a labor shortage. There is, but I mean, I'll let I'll let the department speak for themselves. But I, we've we've expanded our efforts. I mean, not even just on just talent acquisition, but also methods to retain them, such as training and development. Okay. Um, or get them interested early with internships, because that's what you're going to see uh, at items later 11. tonight. Eleven, yeah, exactly, very shortly. Okay. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. Okay. Any Cons other questions? Councilor McAuliffe, go ahead, Councilor McAuliffe. Thank you. Just a few questions on the the modules. So, as I understand it, Paul, um, this was a Munis module that we had access to but weren't using. Munis is well. It's now called Enterprise ERP. So. Yeah. Um, Munis, it, its former name, is the Enterprise Resource Planning System, and essentially it's a governing system that connects a series of different function-specific systems together, and the idea is that they're, they communicate with each other. Um, for so some time... what module were we using? I'm, I'm sorry, say that again? What module were we not using? We weren't capitalizing on the full utilization of the HCM modules in Munis. That is the human capital management system. That's the modern term for an HRAS system, which really just means HR information system. And so will, will that now monitor all different kinds of accruals? It, well, our, that, that's more related to payroll and they monitor accruals already. Okay, so payroll will, hand, will continue to use. Uh, what are the main functions that the, this module offers? So I, th I think the package that's provided to you from the investment assessment outlines a series of them. But everything from records retention to I-9 processing to grievance processing, FMLA processing, um, onboarding. We don't onboard people. Uh, you know, Could you the tell way me a little bit about the onboarding part? I'm sorry? Could you tell me a little bit of how it will change our onboarding process? Well, I mean, as of right now, I mean, it, it, will, it will modernize how we do it. That is the objective. The objective is to professionalize our office by modernizing and making more efficient the work that we do to better serve people. So with respect to onboarding, if gone to completion, it will allow employees to efficiently onboard themselves electronically. Okay, so today when we onboard somebody, how does it work versus how it will work uh, with the new module? If we talk about how we onboard someone today, they complete orientation by completing a series of documents right now that is paper. Okay, and so this sort of acts like a self-paced, uh, you know, click as you go and, and work through the, the different sections. Um, is that, is that, am I understanding that correctly? I, I, I mean, I think you're going in the right direction, but I, th I think to be more specific, it allows us to more efficiently use the system we have. So it's, in last year, we did a significant upgrade to this system. Um, and the IT department really steerhead that. Um, and, and I give them all the credit because it's not an easy thing to do, a city across the board, schools included. Um, and it was the first time we've seen Munis upgrade so significantly. But now that we have this system updated, we are now at a time where we are able to actually capitalize on utilizing it more. So that's what the objective is. Um, in the past, we've operated on Munis, and Munis operated on an older version. Um, but with the changes to its conversion to what's now called Enterprise ERP, I mean, it's not even the same name anymore, um, we have improved the system 
through the IT department, really, in a number of different ways that allows us to actually capitalize on the technology. And for any department to run efficiently, it needs its tools to do so. That is what our objective is. There's so anything from tracking employee training, I mean, handling grievances, handling leaves of absences of all kinds, um, collective bargaining documentation, um, the TCM system that restores or that stores employee data in a centralized place. I mean, this has the ability to do so. And by us actually moving towards doing it, we have the ability to be more efficient in the efforts that we do to serve the business. And this is modern. It's, this is a very, this is a, uh, I guess I would say, I'm sorry? Yeah. This is modernizing. I want to thank you for expanding on it, Paul. I know it's uh, a, lot, a little in the weeds, um, and I'll ask a lot of the questions because I'm very interested in it. I just recently oversaw the, the Munis upgrade of another municipality in the region, and awesome. I think uh, making this investment, number one, is going to streamline the processes that your department um, needs to make us more competitive. But number two, um, you, you're absolutely right that you're going to need this over time. I think uh, I know what goes into the, the, the hours that are required to not only learning for the existing staff, um, but building what needs to exist for future staff. So appreciate you bringing this to us and, and staying committed to to making that advancement in technological terms for HR and um, hope we continue to head in that direction. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Councilor Lopez. Um, so I just have some follow-up questions that go along the lines of uh, Councilor McAuliffe's questions. So I don't remember the exact number. I'm not sure if either of you are able to give me the exact number of how much we actually spend on Munis every year. Do, we, do either of you know the number? I do not know that number offhand. I don't either. Well, it's I can a get significant that. amount. I remember. It we, is. We actually, we're, yeah. we're sending uh, how many? Half a dozen to Munis training? Yeah. So the point is, it's a, it's a huge chunk of the budget for the IT and particularly for this. this it, these are expensive softwares. And so if we were paying for this system, I, I have a couple of questions. Number one, why had we not upgraded this prior to? And number two, have we always had the ability to upgrade, to be able to use this in a way that allows for onboarding and benefits and all of that to be streamlined? And if so, again, why were we wasting money paying for a system that we weren't using to its full capacity? So I think that's a loaded question, and, and to best unpack that, um, I would just clarify by saying, when we did our upgrade last time, and, and Joel, you, you perhaps know this, but we did our upgrade because the version of Munis that we were on that was working was not, I mean, it, it, they were no longer able to service it further. So we then took the move to, if we're going to upgrade, we're going to upgrade to the best thing we got and get the biggest bang for our buck, and we did that. And we were underutilizing our upgrade, so now we want to use it to its full yeah. potential as the goal and bring uh, our HR department and modernize it. That's the goal. So and that's why we're asking you for the money now. Yeah, but so I understand why we need the money now because we are working backwards at this point. But the question really is, if we had this software with the capacity to use us for this long, why did we go this long without modernizing it? I will tell you had, why. Let me finish my question. When we wouldn't have had to pay for this overtime now, had we just done it right from the beginning? Councilor Lopez, we had to rebuild our department. This department had dwindled down through COVID to a part-time HR director. We just got by. 
through all of COVID. Paul uh, was offered the opportunity to serve as our HR director. I think he's doing a tremendous job, and his goal is to modernize the HR department to make it something special. We wanna make sure that we're utilizing software like Munis or Tyler, or what is it called now? It's not Tyler Enterprise anymore. ERP. Enterprise ERP to its fullest potential because we're paying for that. So that's the goal. We have rebuilt this department staff-wise, and it takes time. We were down to a skeleton crew in the HR department. It's no secret. And Paul's been able to Paul's been able to rebuild a team. What? Only reason are you telling me that the only reason we weren't using the HRIS system to its full potential is because we didn't have people in the HR department? That is the only one reason. of the reasons. What are the other reasons? I, the re, I'm not understanding what your question is. It, it became available a year ago. So and people have to be ago. trained, Councillor Lopez, on how to do it. And it's changing the way we do things, significantly changing things. So prior and to our year Paul's ago, been tasked with professionalizing our workforce, and he's doing that. Uh, we're asking you for, uh, for some financial support to move forward. I'm not sure what your question is, and if you're trying to say, well, why haven't we done it last year versus this year, we had to rebuild our team. Paul, uh, we finally have a full complement in your office. I do. And didn't it take some time? It did. And we're very excited about where we're heading and the direction that this team is heading. Yeah, this is a no means May an attack on the HR team. Um, I don't know why it's, it's turning into I'm a not sure what it is. I'm trying to answer, but I understand why we're paying so much money for Munis because we spent a lot of taxpayer dollars on this. And you were telling me that prior to a year ago, you're saying that we didn't have the capacity to do this because if prior to a year ago, before Paul took that job, you're telling me that we still had the capacity that it's not even about the full complement of the HR department. What was holding us back from being able to use Munis to its full capacity when we pay so much money for it? I can tell you that this whole city of Chicopee is driven through Munis. It is no longer called Munis. The software package that we were using, we have now upgraded. It has more potential. We wanna use that potential. That's what I'm telling you. So prior to the upgrade, it didn't have the potential to do I'm this? I'm not an expert on Munis, but I can get those answers for you if you'd like. If you wanna put some uh, questions together, we'll get the answers for you. We'll get you how much it costs. Well, if we could use, have used we'll get Munis that for prior you. to a year? I'm no. sorry, can you clarify the question? Could we have used Munis for, in this capacity prior to a year ago? We had the ability to use it. And but so we did not. Th th but I, I don't think that's the full answer to that question, Del Marina. So, Councillor Lopez, I apologize. Um, we had the ability to use it, but doing so requires a, a lot of moving parts. And I think what we've identified is some of it had to do with permissions, some of it had to do with uh, add-ons that needed to be acquired. Some of it was already there and just wasn't being used. I mean, but the mayor and, and I have a vision, and, and that vision is clear. And, and for the Human Resources Department, I mean, we are a critical office to the city. I mean, 70% of, of, of funds approximately go to employees. I mean, we, that, there's a, it's, it's a very hefty job to have, you know? And to do so, we need to operate efficiently. And this is what this is. So I can't speak for past predecessors or past administrations or past, you know, a lack of use, but what I can say is that now, if there is any other time to use it now, it is now. And for my office, a full complement that it is with the transition of a retiring benefits manager, if we're gonna operate efficiently, we need the tools to do so. We know that we have a system that can do it. The mayor knows I have a vision and- And I support it. And I appreciate that. But I think the objective right now is to modernize. And we do so 
by capitalizing on the systems we have and have had? I don't know if that answers your question. Thank you. Any other questions? Just that one, one. I ask you all this all the time. Mary I'm, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm on the wrong side. Um, I ask you this all the time. What's, because I've talked to different city employees in there, they question this. And uh, what's the status on getting GIC Unicare? Can you do that? That's not a question I could even answer for you right now. We're not in a time or space or position to even have that kind of a conversation, unfortunately. I wish I could give you a better answer, but. The simple answer, Mary Beth, is, is actually more expensive than what we're using. Okay, and it provides a very similar product to what we use, but if you'd like to get a, a whole understanding on how our medical insurance works, I can, we can get that for you, but I think time is of the essence. We have a very long yeah, I agenda, just wanted the, I just and that's just really that not on the agenda tonight. Okay. All right. I can get that information for yeah, you. This is, I mean, I've been a proponent for the GIC and, and community choice insurance for since uh, being a state employee. So it's a great question, but um, the, the simple yeah. answer is it's more expensive than Health New England and the other, some of the other products we're offering. All right, thank you. Yeah, I mean, this is, I'm sorry. Was, no, go ahead. Okay, I, I mean, this is something that's not, uh, you know, that, uh, are there opportunities for improvement in areas? Yes, I mean, are there inefficiencies? There are always gonna be identified inefficiencies. I mean, I think that question is, is emblematical could, to can we always improve, and we can. You know, anyone that feels that they've arrived or have done everything that's possible is wrong. Everyone in this room included. Right. And, and right now what I do know is we have a system that we've had for some time. It's time to capitalize on it. And that is our objective. Thank you. Okay, we have Council McCullough for the second time. Right. Yeah, just real quick. I, I just want to say that uh, the, the overtime here is is very warranted and the fact that this wouldn't have been done before is not much of a surprise to me. Um, the, the time and commitment that is required to oversee an upgrade of this sort, um, you almost need to create one or two positions to oversee it. It's a full-time job and so the fact that we're actually doing this uh, with just some overtime is actually um, you know a testament to the work that Paul's done. Um, I think it'll make a big difference and uh, I appreciate everybody's efforts to make it happen. Thank you. Mayor's Order 6. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you for your consideration of Mayor's Order 5. Mayor's Order 6, order that the sum of $35,000 be hereby appropriated to the following named account, DPW Engineering Salary Account for Senior Engineering Aid, set amount to be taken from the available funds in the DPW Highway Salary Account for Highway Maintenance Man. As you can see from the background information and just from the conversations that we've had about Mayor's Order 1 and implementing a safety improvement project, project in the city, in addition to all the other engineering work that needs to be done, we're short-staffed. This will get us a, an engineer, we'll get it posted, and hopefully get a qualified uh, engineer for this will pay for half the year. We'll add this position to the budget next year. So uh, as the mayor said, we've increased our services to other city departments. We've taken on uh, design work for the school department parking lot, for the fire department parking lot, and we've been increasing our workload within the engineering department. Not, and this is you know, not including all of the road projects that we've been pushing out, uh, sidewalks, you know, these, the safety improvements. There's been so much going on and we're really overtaxing our current staff. And so 
in conversations with the city engineer uh, and the assistant city engineer, the need right now so that we have the appropriate oversight on all these projects and the appropriate administrative um, uh, work associated with running one of you know the design and the construction component for these projects, we really could use uh, a more experienced uh, engineer. So this appropriation would enable us to hire a second senior engineer, um, increasing our staff and having somebody more experienced, able to uh, manage the, the administrative components of the projects as well as assist with the design. Here. Thank you, uh, President Laflamme. Yeah, Liz, didn't we have an engineer that just left us? What's, what are we doing with that position? So that position has been posted and is going to be filled by an internal um, candidate within the engineering department who is qualified. And the hopes is, is that we can bring in someone just as seasoned as him to help and also hire somebody in his, his current position that, you know, somebody a little bit more inexperienced that we can then mold, but increasing the number of staff that we have so that we can oversee all these projects. As you know, there have been issues on Granby Road with the manhole installation because, you know, we had so many, we were spread really thin this past year. Right. So if I may, I'm sorry, go ahead, President. Yeah, the only question. other thing I would say is, uh, we, this is about six months before we come for our budget time. Right. So we should be able to see what this gentleman's doing as a new position before we fund the if, next I mean, budget. It, yeah, we would have to post it. No, no, I'm not saying post it, but see what, if we hire this person now, we got six months of him working, helping you, because that's what I heard you say, that you're doing the oh, no. school department, you're doing... No, 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 no. So in our current engineering department, yeah. we have an individual who would be qualified to take the promotion to senior engineer from construction inspector. So there will be an internal graduation into this position, but we are increasing it by one, so I get that. I'm, that's my I will point. be posting once if this is approved tonight. We will then post a second engineering position. Right, and for and it's for for, the, for full time. But this yeah. year we're funding it for five months till July, physical year. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And we should be able to see what what yeah. we're getting for for that in the next. Although you're not going to be doing the work, it should be planning to do it come springtime. If we are fortunate enough to fill it immediately. Um, there will be a probation period that that person will serve in per the um, UFCW admin contract. All right, thank you. And if I may, I just design consultant work is very expensive. And I'd rather do more of these small projects in-house is the reason why the engineering department, and, and again, we're getting bombarded with uh, even different departments that typically we didn't do design work for. So the goal is to try to do more work in-house with our own professional team instead of paying design consultants, which are very hard to find. They're very expensive. And uh, this, I think, makes a lot of sense. So I would prefer to pay an employee and have them available for us 40 hours a week than to pay a design consultant to do one project probably cost us as much in, for a week's work or, or a couple of weeks' work versus five months. So. I think it makes a lot of financial sense, and, uh, and again, we're counting on the engineering department to do a lot of design work in the immediate future. So I, I thank you for your consideration. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, um, Superintendent. I think it's a creative idea to um, hire staff within 
then to go with the um, mayor says in regards to hire consultants. So in the long run, I think this is going to save the city a lot of money, and it's something that the city needs as they go forward, especially with DPW special projects. Thank you. Thank you. And any other comments? Thank you for your consideration. Mayor's Order 7 through 11 are interns and, and uh, intern co-ops. So I'll, I'll go through them uh, one by one if you'd like. Then we can talk about them in, in tandem, whatever you think is appropriate. But Mayor's Order 7 is the appropriation of $10,000 to the following named account, DPW Central Maintenance Salary Account for intern co-op from the available funds in the DPW Central Maintenance Salary Account for motor vehicle for motor equipment repair. Um, if you'd like, I can read them all, President, Mr. President, or? Yeah, read them. They're all the same. Might as well read them. They're all very similar, just different departments. It's the appropriation of $10,000 to the following named account, DPW Forestry Salary Account for Intern Co-op from the available funds in DPW Highway, highway Salary Account for Highway Traffic Foreman Signal Maintenance. Uh, Mayor's appropriation of 10,000. Mayor's Order 9 is the appropriation of another $10,000 from the DPW Highway Salary Account for an intern co-op from the available funds and the DPW Highway Salary Account for Highway Construction Foreman. And Mayor's Order 10 is an appropriation of $2,000 to the following named account, Parks and Rec Salary Account for an intern from the available funds in the Park and Recreation Salary Account for Leader of Rec Art. And number 11 is uh, the appropriation of $25,000 to the following named account, police salary account for intern from the available funds in the police salary account from patrolman step two. And I know that all parties are, are here. I can tell you as we're trying to encourage people to work here in the city of Chicopee, and now we're interested in interns from school. And we're excited about the opportunity. It's already worked with the water department. We have an intern joining us, I believe, from the from one of the local high schools, it's Sewer, yep. who will be joining us, uh, I believe, immediately, right? Yeah, he's already, already been started. here for a month. So the, the goal is to engage kids right in high school and college and get them involved in our, in our city and, and let them understand the benefits of working for a municipality like the city of Chicopee. I know our chief is here, is excited about his intern program, and if you'd like, they could talk about them. Uh, whoever would like to take the lead, uh, please feel free. So I'll just start off by saying uh, the request we put in front of you a month ago for water and sewer, this is pretty much an expansion on that with other DPW divisions on, on the DPW side. So allow enabling us to work with um, other voca vocational schools within our region, as well as the UMass Transportation Center, um, where we work together and uh, they uh, vet students that one, have an interest to come to Chicopee, and two, they feel would do well with uh, the hands-on experience. We actually have two individuals that we've received um, interested in, um, one in highway, but a, more on the central maintenance side, and then another one in forestry. So this is a really good way that we can expose these kids to what the public works in the city has to offer and their potential for a career, a future in, in the career of public works. So those are the ones for DPW and I'll let others chat. Good evening, everyone. I also wanna express our, our interest and hopefully the, the funding will get passed tonight. We've had an intern program at the police department for some time now. We've had uh, Westfield State, Western New England College, Holyoke Community College, Springfield College, Elms College students attend our 
our intern program, which works with our training division. They get experience, real-time scenario training, uh, other instructional training methods, decision-making, use of force, de-escalation, first responder CPR training, and all the reviews we've gotten from those schools has been fantastic. They all enjoy the program very much. We've also expanded it recently to uh, the high schools to allow high school interns to come do administrative work, um, most oftentimes up in our traffic bureau. Uh, the high schools, as you know, I probably know, have criminal justice classes already. And in the fall, Chickabee High is going <coughs> to be expanding it to a full-time CTE program for criminal justice, which we're very excited about. So far to date, I, I know of at least four officers in our department that were former interns uh, years ago that have decided to come and be full-time employees with the city of Chickabee Police Department. There's no better recruitment than the intern program that we have, and I hope it continues with your support. Thank you. Ben? So our, rec our uh, intern position is for the rec department. Um, this is an effort that we had started when Mayor View had first taken office, and unfortunately we had to cut it from our budget during uh, the pandemic. Um, and our hopes now are to reestablish it. Um, job the job description was created. It was created in Chapter 7. However, it was never formally added to our budget. Um, our hopes is to bring in a college student right now to kind of see everything that goes in on the rec side, get the experience, see all the different functions of our department, all the different areas we serve, and um, really give them the experience out in the field. So. Thank you, and if, if I may, I believe that three of these internships are uh, reimbursable through a grant, Paul. Is it two or three of these, Liz? Which one? We have, uh, we have two candidates uh, that were recommended to us from the UMass Transportation Center, sure. and those uh, would be actually reimbursed, we would be reimbursed up to $15 an hour if we chose students from that program. Thank you. So there is a reimbursement program as well that we're working with. So, great news. Thank you for your consideration. Mary Beth. I, I'm very excited about the internship with the police department because for many years, and Mrs. Perrette can back me up on this, we wanted to have that criminal justice as part of CTE. So now it's off and running, and I'm very happy that it's become a success going into the hospital, I mean, uh, the, um, the schools getting mixed up here, yeah, the schools. So thank you, uh, all of you. This is an exciting, exciting time for Chicopee. All these departments are now giving a lot of young students the uh, experience they need to make careers. And again, a career in criminal justice is a great career, and I appreciate all your work, and as well as your, uh, your, uh, your support from the chief of police, because again, this is something we've been looking for for a long time. Thank you all. Thank you, and please understand we also have 15 cadets that are going into the 14 chief or 15? I believe uh, we were at 14, but it's down to 13. 13 now going in. opted to go to state police. Correct. That's right. So we hired one who's chosen the state police. So 13 going into academy in off. April. So I just wanted to share that with the city council. Mayor's Order 12, well, first, thank you for your consideration, Mayor's Order 7 through 11. Mayor's Order 12 is the Chapter 7 ordinance change that would address these internship co-ops. So thank you for your consideration for that as well. 
Mayor's Order 13, order that the City Council accept the fiscal year 22 state earmark in the amount of $500,000 from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts through its executive offices, executive office of economic development to the city of Chicopee. Said earmark is for the improvements to the formal, former, I call it the central library, but it's listed here as the municipal library and is accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, chapter 44, section 53A. So it's no secret that we're getting very close to hiring an OPM and going out to bid for the central uh, library that's been sitting dormant for far too long. You take a look at the background information and I'll let the city planner, Lee Pouillat, elaborate because it's really exciting that this is gonna be a vibrant, uh, reactivated space right here in downtown. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, we actually have our OPM under contract. We have, have the, the architecture OPM. team under contract tomorrow. Um, our structural engineers uh, begin work um, evaluating the roofing system and the structural improvements that need to be made um, to the, uh, the skeleton of the building. Um, this, this is running as a grant acceptance, but it's really a state earmark um, from the economic development bill, the forward bill. Um, this uh, is a $500,000 award in support of the project. Uh, so this supports the, uh, the ARPA committee's appropriation of uh, funding uh, towards construction on this project. And I just want to throw this out there and thank our local delegation because that's where these earmarks come from. So thank you to the Commonwealth and to our delegation for fighting for our dollars for the city of Chicopee. Any questions about Mayor's Order 13? Thank you for your consideration. Mayor's Order 14, order that the city council accept the attached list of donations in the amount of $2,800 to the Chicopee Public Library. Said donations are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. Any questions about the donations? Thank you for your consideration. Order that the City Council accept the grant from the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection in the amount of $4,492,187 to the City of Chicopee. Said grant will be used to reduce the effluent nitrogen as required by the City's federal and state issued uh, NEPDES permit and is accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. I know that the superintendent is here, and it's no secret that our wastewater treatment plant needs major upgrades. We're working on that as we speak. This helps tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, the plant was built in the 50s, and it needs upgrades. And one of them is being in compliance with nitrogen removal, and this will help us at least keep us in compliance for the next few years. It buys us some time. But it's, uh, it's no secret. This is probably a $60 million project. And uh, this just, again, helps us for the next few years to stay in compliance and continue the upgrades that are necessary uh, to get our, our, our gray water uh, taken care of. People don't understand what happens when you flush the toilet and where it goes when you take a shower. And uh, frankly, it goes down to Ferry Lane and is handled at the wastewater treatment plant and then discharged effluent into the river. This grant has been given to us by the feds. Uh, EPA, I want to thank Congressman Neal for his efforts on getting this grant, uh, Senator Markey and anyone else who was involved. But uh, the goal is to keep us in compliance so we continue to make adjustments to the plant and upgrades to, to continue compliance hopefully forever. Liz, anything you'd like to add? 
Just to say that, um, you know, as the mayor mentioned, this will help. Uh, we do have a phasing plan for this project that over the next seven to eight years, uh, we're trying to take it piece by piece. So this grant is gonna cover the majority of the first piece um, with the support of uh, another grant uh, that we received from um, Richard Neal's office. Oh, well, from- Congressman Neal. From Congress, but Congressman Neal, sorry. Um, anyway, that's gonna help, every little bit helps. Uh, and we're gonna continue to work with um, our staff to find other opportunities that we can continue to help offset that huge cost, that 60 to $62 million expense is daunting, but it's a requirement now through our, with our new permit, so. And understand this is for almost $4.5 million that we do not have to add to the sewer rates. So this is huge. Yeah, it is huge. And uh, we're very thankful and we're gonna continue to fight for our fair share of that grant money. Thank you for your consideration accepting that grant. Mayor, could you do number 14, please? Mayor of 14, please. Sure, I, I thought I did order. That's the donation to the library, 2800 You did that one? Yeah, do you want okay. me to list those, the donors? No, no, donors? that's all right. It was just said that they thought they didn't hear it. Okay. Yeah, I did the uh, donations to the library. Thank you. Okay. As long as you did, thank you. Order that, the, we're on Mayor's Order 16. Order that the City Council accept the donation the amount of $500 from Theory Wellness to the Chicopee Parks and Recreation Department. Said donation is to be used for the community gardens at Lincoln Grove and Rivers Park and is accepted in accordance with Mass General Law Chapter 44, Section 53A. And I was just asked this recently, Ben, uh, do we have any community gardens? And I said, yes. We do, and we have uh, a really nice community garden at Lincoln Grove. Plots are available, right? We for have anyone one, who's interested. Yep, we have one at Lincoln Grove. We also one have at Rivers. One at Rivers. Uh, the application is online at our website, chickabeerec.com. Um, so, if anybody's interested in a plot this year, please go on there, um, sign up, and the Community Gardens Council will be in touch with you. Thank you. Any questions about the donation? Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Mayor's Order 17, order that the City Council accept the donation the amount of $500 to the American Legion, post 337, to the Chicopee Department of Veterans Services, said donation is accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. That's number 17. Any questions about that donation? Thank you for your consideration. Mayor's Order 18, order that the City Council accept the list of donations in the amount of $550 to the Chicopee Public Library. Said donations are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. Any questions about Mayor's Order 18 and that list of donors? Thank you for your consideration. And Mayor's Order 19. To the city clerk, you are hereby notified that I have this day appointed Daniel Mesha uh, from Chicopee to the Chicopee Electric Light Commission to serve in such office, expiring the first day of January 2026. Uh, for those who do not know um, Mr. Mesha, he is uh, quite an exceptional person, has a, a very well-rounded background, and I've had uh, an interview with him, really excited about getting him on board at Chicopee Electric Light, and I believe he'll be, he is a new appointment. I don't know why it says, wait a minute, I'm sorry, it does say new appointment. Okay, just wanted to be clear, he is a new appointment to that board. 
Thank you for your consideration to Mr. Mesha. Mayor's Order 20. You hereby notified that I this day reappoint Joshua Clark from Chicopee as a member of the Mobile Home Rent Control Board to serve until his until the 1st of January 2025, to which appointment I asked for the confirmation from the Honorable Council. He is a reappointment. I know that many of you know Joshua Clark, and uh, thank you for your consideration for that reappointment. And Mayor's Order 21, you hereby notified that I this day reappoint Lester Gagney from Chicopee as a member of the Mobile Home Rent Control Board to serve until the 1st of January 2025, uh, to which appointment I asked for your confirmation from your Honorable Council. And please, uh, for those three volunteers, I appreciate that your willingness to continue to serve our city in those capacities. And uh, again, ask for the consideration of the Council. Mayor's Order 2022. Be it ordained that the City Council to adopt below the listed policy regarding the display of flags uh, in front of City Hall and on the traffic island. This was brought to our attention by the MMA. Uh, their flags have been, and you can see, uh, were really uh, uh, recognized as a, a way of freedom of speech. And frankly, sometimes that can be a little nerve wracking that um, people can put flags up there that may uh, offend others. Mm -hmm. So this was adopted by the city of Boston. They've shared this ordinance with us. And what it really does is, if you take a look at it, uh, um, the outdoor flags that will be flown, um, they now become, uh, if you see from the new ordinance, that they're no longer a freedom of expression for the public. The flags uh, of government will be recognized and only by and displayed only upon a proclamation from the mayor or by a resolution from this council. So that right to fly as, as a freedom uh, will no longer exist on our outdoor flags. So the, flag, the flagpoles are not intended to serve as a forum for that free expression anymore by the public, and the following flags will be displayed by the city as an expression of the city's official sentiments. Um, I believe that this is a necessary ordinance, and I ask you to send it to your ordinance committee, vet it, and uh, please consider adopting it. In the meanwhile, right now, flags can be flown. It is a right of freedom of expression to fly on our poles. So if Councilman McAuliffe wanted to fly a Miami Dolphins flag, he has uh, hopefully about a month and a half left until you adopt this ordinance. I'll be down there shortly. Which would then require us to, uh, to create either a proclamation by the mayor's office or a resolution by this council. So thank you for your consideration for this ordinance change, or ordinance, uh, not change, but an ordinance. Um, and again, it would take effect upon passage. Mayor's Order 23. Oh, any questions about that ordinance? Thank you again. Order that the City Council accept the fiscal year 23 field demonstration project SIG grant um, I believe that Council of Flam will take 23 and 24. Correct. Order that the City Council accept the FY Five. 2023 field. 26. What's that? 23, 24, 25, and 26. Correct. 
uh, SII grant in the amount of $8,000 from the Executive Office of the MCOA to the City Chicopee City Council on Aging. Said grant will be used for development and implementation of outreach and marketing of the COA to older adults and caregivers, and it is accepted under under Chapter MGL, Chapter 44, Section 53A. Any questions on that one? Seeing none, we'll go on to Mayor's Order 24. Order that the City Council accept the donation in the amount of $7,042 to the Chicopee Council on Aging. Said donations are for senior meals for the month of December 2022, and they are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. Mayor's Order 25, order that the City Council accept the attached list of donations in the amount of $7,141 to the Chicopee City, City to Chicopee Council on Aging. Said donations are for senior programming and they are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. Seeing none, order that the City Council accept the attached list of donation in the amount of $72 to the Chicopee Council on Aging. Said donations are for the River Mills newsletter and they are accepted in accordance with Mass General Law, Chapter 44, Section 53A. Any questions on that? Seeing none, that will end the mayor's order and we'll give you a couple mayor, minutes, mayor, since it's a long night for us. I know us it's a long to... night. I'll take two minutes of your time first. I just want Okay, to... can we get the timer on, please? Congratulate uh, Dr. Marcus Ware. The school committee has voted 10 to 1 that he will now serve as the next superintendent of schools in the city of Chicopee. We're excited for this uh, new vision that he's going to bring, and uh, it's really something special. We were blessed with two highly qualified candidates with the internal one, Alvin W. Morton I, and I will say that uh, um, a new chapter in the school district, and you know, congratulations to Dr. Marcus Ware. And I want to thank President Laflamme. He had set up uh, right here in the auditorium, we had our first today, open meeting law training. Uh, it was well attended, about 20 people showed up today for the training. It was done right here on our screens uh, with, uh, through the AG's office. So I want to thank Attor Attorney General Andrea Campbell for providing those services. This is the first of many trainings that are available to anyone who would like to take it. And uh, lastly, item number 39 on your agenda is about the charter review. Um, if I may, I would ask that you include me in that subcommittee meeting of rules. I'd like to share some of the thoughts that I have about the suggestions to change our charter and, uh, and work with you to hopefully get uh, some significant, those significant changes and move them forward. We've already talked briefly with our local delegation on what process we would use to move forward and uh, want to thank the Charter Review Commission for all their hard work. Have a great meeting and... Uh, that concludes the briefing. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to mention that it wasn't just me. I want to thank our, our, oh, our city council office and our attorney, Dan Garvey, who worked with the attorney general's office to get this um, this meeting for today's training. And we are trying to do another one plus a live one uh, on site. So we're working on that. So uh, then thank you to them too. So thank you. We'll take a two-minute recess. Yes, and thank you, Attorney Garvey, for all your hard work and Agnes and Carla as well.